closed, but um, in Kingston. So yeah, just north of 100,000 population. Um, we're targeting this year to do just north of 1.5 million gross revenue out of that. Um, and that's using uh, 11 trucks. We run two-man teams. Um, and we actually use Nissan Versas. We use little tiny cars. We, we, we looked at the window cleaning industry and went, how do we be disruptive right down to the laces in our shoes? How do we do it totally different and give the customers a, a different experience? So we fit everything into these little wrap Nissan Versas. We call them job pods. And uh, yeah, so 11 of those, uh, about a 50-50 split between commercial and residential, obviously. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Dave Mormon back for another exciting, awesome, super cool episode. I've got my friend uh, Chris Stonis from Elite Window Cleaning uh, ready to drop some knowledge on you guys today. So I got Chris live here on our Zoom recording. Chris, how are things going today in Kingston? Things are amazing. We've got a beautiful sunny day. Uh, we're up in Canada, so we're at about 29 degrees Celsius and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Friday, so uh, all the crews left in a, in a good mood right around out the week this morning. That's awesome, man. Um, for the listeners on the show here, I really wanted to get uh, Chris on here for a number of reasons. He is uh, my fellow brother from Canada. Uh, for those of you listening in the States, Canada is just a huge landmass with about 10% of the population of America. So uh, it's always fun when I can link up with someone in my fellow country. Uh, Chris is actually all the way out in Ontario and I'm all on the on the west coast of Vancouver. Uh, Chris, you might not know, I actually lived in Ontario for, for seven years actually in, uh, in Brantford. So oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. we would play a soccer team from Kingston who would uh, always whoop us. So um, <laughs> you're, you're from a good place. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, I love, uh, I, I love Kingston and, uh, you know, the size of the city really suits me. I did a lot of traveling when I was young and, uh, you know, the, you, you leave your hometown ready to see the world and uh, all of a sudden you look back and you go, wow, that's kind of where I belong this whole time. So totally, man. Um, so yeah, Chris, let's get into your story. Like I know when I have been building my uh, washing business, I always found these talks super inspiring where, you know, kind of my first two years I did 89,000, then I did 155,000. And I thought I'd listen to a talk like this and be like, man, how did this guy scale up his business? So I know you're going to drop a ton of knowledge on our listeners and there'll be a good chance to, to connect with you at the end. So uh, I'm going to kind of shut up for a bit. I want to hear your story, how you got into window cleaning and just tell us uh, what the business uh, looks like today. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll go all the way back to the beginning and I'll bring us up to present day. Hopefully, I, 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 this story has a lot of twists and turns, so hopefully uh, our listeners here can, can stay with me. Um, I tend to have a bit of a quick uh, pace when it comes to my thoughts. But So 
I was introduced to the world of window cleaning back in 2006. Uh, previous to that, I had spent my entire life working towards what I had thought was my dream job, which was working as a recording engineer in the music industry. So I had set off at the age of 13, got a recording deck and decided this is what I'm going to do. This will be my job when I grow up. And I spent uh, the time between then and when I was 21 uh, pursuing that goal. I actually ended up at the top of the industry, living in Vancouver, um, oddly enough, working for Brian Adams, uh, recording Grammy winning records. I uh, worked with bands like ACDC and Michael Buble and, you know, the top of the top. And I was super unfulfilled in my career, something that I didn't expect because I'd spent so much time climbing this mountain that when I got to the top, it wasn't, I, I had no compass to, to, to kind of put a, put a perspective on what it was going to be like. And I just wasn't unfulfilled or I was very unfulfilled. So I, uh, I decided that I was going to make a pivot and leave the music industry. This was in, uh, 2005. Um, and, uh, I was, walking down the streets of Vancouver uh, after my last day uh, at the warehouse studios. And I saw a high rise window cleaner washing, uh, washing one of the condos downtown. And uh, this was in December of 2005. And I just went, you know what, that's probably a good job to do to clear my head while I transition into whatever's next in my life. So I waited for the guy to get to the ground. I talked to him. I, you know, he seemed stoked about his job. I wanted a job. He hired me on the spot. And the next day I started working for Ace Window Cleaning in Vancouver. And immediately I loved the work. The one thing about window cleaning and pressure washing and a lot of the home services is they deliver instant gratification. And for somebody who, like myself, it operates at a, a bit of a higher clip, getting that instant gratifi gratification of a clean window was just like, it was magic. I loved my job. You know, I could repeat it over and over and still get that gratification. So um, I worked in Vancouver and in and around uh, some some of the BC cities, and then I went to Australia actually and cleaned windows there for a bit. And over the next over a six year period, I just kept falling more and more in love with the industry. And the other thing that I realized was it was super fragmented, and this was an industry that I could open a business in. So that became my kind of focus. And in 2012, I moved back to Kingston, Ontario, and I opened Elite Window Cleaning with a borrowed car, a bucket, and a plan to start a business and nothing more. And over that first year, uh, I realized a lot of hard truths about starting a business and, you know, from client acquisition to competitive landscape and, and you know, all those variables. But I managed to do about $100,000 in uh, my first season and things just kind of took off from there. We doubled the business in year two, doubled again in year three. And going into year four, I, I felt like I had hit a bit of a ceiling. There was no, there was no way for me to get efficiency over my competitors. We were all using ladders and squeegees and buckets, and it was a race to the bottom. Quoting was taking up my evenings. I was in, a, I was in one of those spots where I knew that a million dollars gross revenue was my target, but I felt like the only way I was going to get there was to break my back and just to you know, be the cheapest window cleaning company with the most customers. And it just didn't make sense for me. Um, so I started looking at uh, things going on in the UK with WaterFed. It was still really, really new in North America at the time. 
Um, you know, Tucker had been around from the 80s, but it really wasn't well adopted. So I started building out my own systems in our garage and uh, putting water-fed technology together. And we rolled it out in 2016 and we flat rated our quotes. We timed the average house and we came out in 2016 with this business model where we've cleaned all the exterior windows, you know, no screens, no tracks, just outside glass on any home up to 2,800 square feet for $98. And it just took off. We went from uh, four trucks on the road to 11. We, our business just kept growing and, and the safety was through the roof. The tax efficiency was through the roof. Our net margin stayed the same as it was when we were charging double the price. But because we gained that efficiency, we were doing twice as many jobs in a day. And things just really popped. And uh, at the same time, I built a small call center where I trained my agents just to sell window cleaning, nothing else. You know, we didn't have add-on services. We just focused on window cleaning. And our conversion rate was most clients were converted on the first call. And we, we knew we'd cracked a code. So we looked at scaling at that point um, to get to that million-dollar gross revenue mark. And all this is in a, a city with a population of 164,000. So not a big, not a metropolis. And uh, when we got that call center moving and everything was just locking into place, we wanted to scale out to new cities and new markets. So we thought franchising was the best way to kind of segue into new markets. So we built a franchise program, applied those same systems to our first four franchisees and watched them blow up in their cities. And our conversion rate on incoming calls right now sits above 80%. Uh, clients are converted on the first call. So they call looking for a quote, they're turned into a book job right on that first call. And uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been amazing to be able to affect change in an industry that hadn't had a technological update since the invention of the squeegee in 1934. Like when you compare that against any other industry, I mean, toilet papers had more upgrades than the entire industry of window cleaning over that same period. Wow, man, that is, uh, is congrats on the success so far. Like, it just makes me so happy to hear. I think some cool points in your story. You started in 2012, you said? Yeah. yeah. So you're only nine years in right now. And I sometimes yeah. see young guys like yourself and think, man, what got done in nine years? Can you even imagine the next nine to 20, the year 2030? It's just like, the future is so incredibly bright that you basically transition from being an art you know in the music industry jumped into high rise and then you know went in built a local business now you're franchising it's just yeah. this like exponential growth and and a common leadership thing i always tell our team the best way to grow a company franchise or not whatever the best way to grow is is to develop leaders within the company and i think that's really absolutely yeah, everybody that sits at our board of directors and our upper management team here started as a window cleaner or a call center agent. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, you can't inject. There's a lot of people that try to create systems around pressure washing and window cleaning, and they come from a totally different background and they just look at it as a cookie cutter business. But as we know, and as the people in these home industries know, home service industries know, the, the value of the connection that you build with a client when you're in their home, when you're doing those jobs firsthand, that can't be taught, you know, that has to be learned through experience. And uh, that was a, that was a 
huge differentiator for elite when you compare it a bit across the franchise systems is this is a system that was built by window cleaners to deliver you know everything that a customer expects when they hire a, hire a window cleaning company so you're saying this is not a business that should be built from a junk removal background it's what <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave that open to interpretation, but I I do believe, uh, I I believe that, you know, if you know your industry inside and out, you know, your clients inside and out, you know, the, the minutia that goes into developing a system around a very specific niche, you're always going to have the upper hand, um, when it's built around that knowledge. The, the way I see it, man, I, there is more than one way to skin a cat. No doubt. I think, you know, if you are going in for, uh, you know, open heart surgery, you're probably not going to go to your general practitioner for that. You want a specialist. The same reason why I come out of the painting industry, we always told our customers, you don't go buy paint at Home Depot in the paint section. It's just general. Like, let's go to Sherwin or Benny Moore, whatever uh, your, your choice of paint store is, but go with a specialist. And I think that's what gives you an edge on this franchise system is like, Hey, this is a window cleaning company built by, uh, it's really a customer service business that happens to clean. You got it. But it's built by uh, a team with a background in the industry. And I think that's what gives you a definitely an edge in, in what you're building out. Absolutely. And you nailed it. Like with that customer service, uh, comment that, that is what we train every one of our, so we do a two week training program with every tech, I would say it leans 70% on customer service and, you know, we're a customer service company and by proxy, you get clean windows. And what that does for anybody starting out or looking at starting out those relationships that you build with your customers, that window cleaning customers, when they're, when they're happy with their window cleaner, they don't shop it every year. So if you can build that relationship and make it genuine and and care, you're going to have a ton of goodwill. You're going to have a ton of referrals and the cycle of repeat customers is just, it just snowballs because if you, if you're delivering an amazing quality product at a fair price and delivering amazing customer service, you're going to, I think our retention rates North of 85% for year over, just because it's, why would you shop it if you're getting everything you need? So, you know, for guys and, and girls starting out, like that is the biggest thing you can do in your business is build amazing relationships with your first clients and make them mavens for your uh, for your service totally man so tell us the structure today like locally in kingston i i just want to highlight the population you said it's one hundred twenty thousand. like i would call that not a large market by any means a lot of yeah. listeners are in you know all over the states in huge areas um yeah. so how many trucks i think from my research you're a fan of the of the one person crew but i i'd love to hear how many people on a crew how many trucks what what are kind of the numbers look like as much as you're willing to share yeah so because we're a franchise system i have to be relatively careful about numbers that i talk about because they need to be publicly disclosed but um in kingston so yeah, just north of 100,000 population. Um, we're targeting this year to do just north of 1.5 million gross revenue out of that. Um, and that's using uh, 11 trucks. We run two-man teams. Um, and we actually use Nissan Versas. We use little tiny cars. We, we, we looked at the window cleaning industry and went, how do we be disruptive right down to the laces in our shoes? How do we do it totally different? 
and give the customers a, a different experience. So we fit everything into these little wrap Nissan Versas. We call them job pods. And uh, yeah, so 11 of those, uh, about a 50-50 split between commercial and residential. Obviously, when you're starting out, go for the low-hanging fruit and hit those residential markets really hard and then move into that commercial as you build those relationships. Um, yeah, our, our operations in, in my franchise here in Kingston, the corporate office, we're up by 20, 24% year over. Um, but we have a saying in, in our office that, you know, the I guess the mentality of it is gross revenue is vanity and gross profit is sanity. Like that's, that's the way we look at things. So the big number is our gross profit is up year over 215%. Wow. And how we did that in a COVID market was doubling down on our people, doubling down on our training. This year we've instituted that two week training program for every tech. So whether it's a high school student who's doing a summer job, we're investing in two weeks to make sure that when they hit the road running, they are as good as, as they can be. And we've just seen our bottom line go crazy this year, um, which is you know exactly what you want as a business owner. I love your story too, man. It wasn't like starting with, uh, you know, I went to the bank and got a loan for 200,000 and I yeah. put uh, $85,000 vans on the road. And then I did that. It's just like, yeah such boots on the ground, scrappy, right? Like you yeah. jump in, you learn the trade. You're very realistic of this is a, you're building it like a business and not focusing on so much the technical part. Like notice we're 20 minutes in and we haven't even discussed how are you doing water fed pull? Shouldn't you be doing traditional window clean? Like you spend 30 seconds on these Facebook groups. I swear we're yeah. talking about the wrong thing here. Like, yeah. um, we're, we're a big fan of the water fed pole work as well. And the reason we chose that um, for our location was I want a larger hiring pool of people to, that I got can it from, right? We've got people in from restaurants, hotels, um, other industries that got really hurt from COVID. They can come in and learn our systems. And there is still some ladder work on some of our services, but some of our crews are just operating from the ground. So can you maybe speak to that with, if you can wrap your head around pure water, making windows clean, if you're good with that, how does that open it up pure, your hiring pool for Canada? So I would say that Waterfeds uh, offered three big levers within our business. So, and like, you know, I'll get carved all the time on the, on the, you know, the Facebook groups for being an advocate for it. And what I always come back to is, I came from the traditional background. I spent 10 years, the first 10 years, even the first four years of owning a business, grinding it out that way, carrying a 40 foot ladder, doing things as had been done. What the big switch is for us in Waterfed is we looked at what the customer, what the outcome we want is. The outcome is simple. It's a clean window without spots, without streaks, and it needs to be delivered the same way every time. So, Waterfed pole isn't a magic wand and anybody who's looking at getting into it and watching the guys that are super pro waterfed pole, you can get the sense that you buy the right equipment and the job does itself. It's not true. There's a, there's a ton of technique. There's a ton of stuff that you need to watch for in it. But like you said, you know, when you're, when you're hiring and you're looking at the best people, you can rule out, can this person carry a 40 foot ladder? You can go, Hey, I'm in, 
Foot Locker and this guy just gave me incredible customer service and then he tried to upsell me the socks and he, you know he was just amazing from tip to toe but you know he's a 160 pounds soaking wet hand him a business card because you have a job for that person where you know before it was like really really heavy into brute strength so um, we run uh, our staff is 38 percent female our techs so we have a lot of girls in our, in our company, um, 38, well, actually we have 38 window cleaners and 38% of them are female. Um, we have a lot of techs and what we found was women are so underrepresented in home services and in the trades in general. I mean, it's kind of been a boys club that when you open that door, all these amazing people are there waiting for jobs that your competitors aren't even looking at because they're stuck in this old mindset. So Waterfed has given uh, a huge opportunity for us to utilize a hiring pool that, you know, wasn't available before. And yeah, that's been, that's been an amazing uh, that, part of making that switch. That's incredible, man. I love the point on hiring, um, women men and women we brought on uh, a few women this year man they're doing incredible uh, i am our clients are largely female based and yeah. so it's this uh we could talk all day on this like female connection homeowner to uh technician there's this yeah. bond and i think women are naturally more intuitive um they're they're a little more in tune with like just sensing what people are feeling that us men it's just like our brains are wired differently we can't change that and so uh not to paint with a broad brush of gender but i'm just thinking how can we utilize everyone's skills everyone's strengths and as business owners personally like it's not getting any easier to hire we want our hiring pool as large as possible so we cast a wide net get the best people don't care yeah. race don't care gender just we want, we really want, like, we always say we're after the heart of service. Like you look at people who work at Foot Locker, Chick-fil-A, where do these people come from? And you yeah. get served and you're like, I feel so good about my, you know, chicken sandwich. It's just such a, such a, seems simple, but I think that's, we almost got to change the rules of the game here. Um, yeah. Get the best people. And it's an industry that doesn't, uh, doesn't ex doesn't adopt change very easily. Uh, so I think that that makes it a wide open playing field. You know, that's why we see so much success when we go into new areas. Um, you know, in 2019, we went into, uh, we did a corporate priming um, program where we were going into 18 cities for a full year. And then we were going to sell them as franchises after with a year's worth of customers. So with a revenue base and a existing brand. And when we went into these 18 cities, it was like every single town was a mom and pa shop that didn't do any advertising, didn't do any, you know, marketing in, in a meaningful way. And we went in and we bought radio and we set up and we did a ton of work. You know, we did one show in Toronto. Um, it was an 11 day home show. And we closed just, our average was just north of 100 people a day. So we closed over 1,100 jobs at one show. It was crazy. You know, I bet you we could have done another five or 600 if we had had more staff, we couldn't keep up. Um, and it was, you know, you see this market is begging to be brought into the 21st century with a modern brand and a modern customer experience. And, you know, 
I'm tangenting a bit, but I think another big part of it is our $98 exterior price point is it puts the job in the cost balance that becomes a no brainer. Window cleaning hasn't existed in that arena before. It's always been a luxury service and certain people can afford that luxury and a huge section of the population don't wash their windows. But when you're running a radio ad that says, hey, you can clean all the windows on your home for $98, they're not gonna pull the ladder out of the garage. They're gonna pick up the phone and they're yeah. gonna book that job. And that's you know, been a huge brand strength for us to, to lean into that, uh, that number. That, that, so let me just be clear. You're doing about a million and a half on your one local location. You've got uh, 11 trucks going. Um, um, and, but what I'm wondering is like your average job size. I'd imagine you would upsell, you know, screens, tracks, windows. So you're probably, you know, raising like your average ticket's not going to be 98 bucks. Average ticket swings around 240 um in and around there so what the the great part about the 98 dollars is that gets the client thinking about the needs that they have and then when they get on the phone well if you want your screens done you know we developed an awesome screen cleaning machine that saves a ton of time that's an additional 40 dollars. so you know it jumps up by that well that's reasonable oh can you do my tracks oh yeah well this is how much for tracks and you develop this rapport through being super open and super honest um, in the, on that initial call that they just say, you know what? Perfect. Let's book it in. They don't, they don't go to, you know, I'll get a quote from five other places. I love your online booking engine too. I, uh, I didn't overwhelm your call, your, your staff this morning, but I did take it to the end just to play yeah. around. And it's like, man, what's the number one thing we get is like, uh, could I have a price for inside and outside, but could you break it out for me? Literally with one click, I'm breaking it out for myself. It was like, this, you know, 300 and something for in and out and then 98 if you just want the the outside. So it's like, I'm always harping probably every episode I do make business easy for your customers. Yeah. And I think you've definitely done that on the front end of just like, how quick can I get a quote and get scheduled in is like, it says right on your homepage, you know, get, yeah. get a quote in under a minute. I'm like, who doesn't have a minute? You know, it's, it's so easy. Yeah. So transactional ease and friction. So once we built the system and we knew it worked and we knew our flat rate pricing we were running was profitable, we looked at how do we remove friction from every step of the buying process? So of our, you know, there is a segment of people who want to call and talk to a human being. There's a massive segment of people that just want to book a window cleaning and you wouldn't believe the amount of bookings that come in between the hours of 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. where somebody's scrolling Facebook, they see an ad, hey, I need that. They can book their job in, get them, put themselves right on the schedule, get all the reminders and everything, and they didn't have to get out of bed. Like it's it, it, being available in every arena to your customers is unbelievably important this day and age. Got a couple more questions, man, that are just flying in my head. I think we both share a bond of a short attention span. That's probably <laughs> why we're both entrepreneurs. But um, number one, are you a fan of paying your technicians hourly? Do you do piecework? Do you do a hybrid? That is a question I hear a lot from people. I, yeah. Again, more than one way to skin a cat. But what have you found works in what are so, you? I love this question because it's the most debated. We have a hour and a half to hour management meeting every week. And this is the most debated question that we do within our business. So as a technician, 
the most money I ever made working for somebody else was working on piecework. And the happiest I ever was working for somebody else was on hourly. So I started looking at, you know, I want our technicians to be happy, but I also want them to be financially fulfilled. So number one, pay your technicians higher than they expect to be paid and their output will be higher than you expect it to be. Uh, we pay definitely above in industry average for every technician that works here. And I can tell you unequivocally <clears throat> that it does not affect bottom line in any way in, in a negative, it's, it's a positive. But what the hybrid we came up with this year, and you know, this is some secret sauce that uh, anybody that's doing this, take it and run with it because it works. So we have a, an, in, an insanely high customer retention rate, but we had an insanely low Google review count. So we're a company that's you know, cr you know, cresting uh, two million likely within the next year just from one corporate location, and we had 36 Google reviews this April, mm. and we have tried asking customers directly. We had tried sending out follow-up emails. We hadn't retained one of these companies that does it for you, which I know work, but it's expensive. So we went, how do we pay our tax in a way that they want to get reviewed? So we made this program called Tip Your Tech. And what it is, is it's a short text message that goes out when the job's completed and it says, hey, so-and-so, this is, Matt and Alicia, your window cleaning technicians. We had a great job working on your home. There's a moment where they can personalize it. Uh, if you'd like to leave us a Google review on our service, an honest review on our service, uh, the company will tip us $10 on your behalf. And what happens there is you leverage the rule of reciprocity where the techs get tipped. The customer doesn't have to tip out of pocket. We pay the, the techs that tip and as the company, we get the Google review and we went from 36 Google reviews to when I checked this morning, 126 since April. Wow. Like almost every, you know, every day there's three, four or five reviews coming through. And it's that, that magical win, win, win where customer feels good. They just tip their text 10 bucks. Text feels stoked because they got $10. So they're driving to, it drives them to do more and more, customer service and you know the company wins because we get the google review and you know more uh more reviews on our services and wow. the other thing we found was customers not just drop a five star and leave if you look at our google reviews 80 percent of them have a paragraph or two and that is developed through rewarding people for doing a great job you know offering the customer an incentive to tell them they did a great job and ultimately, you know, getting that review through. So that's kind of the hybrid that we've worked on was we're not going to piece you out on speed. We're going to give you piecework on satisfying your customers because ultimately that's all that matters is leaving a wake of happy customers. Yeah, man, that's incredible. We, we uh, got going on nice job actually this year when the guys, you know, the crew closes out the job, the customer gets a text, email follow-up. Uh, work, worked good, uh, doesn't work so good. If you have someone who's kind of upset, obviously they're going to yeah. you know, sound off, which, which to be fair, you shouldn't necessarily be review gating. So uh, we're looking at everything. How can we ultimately, you know, I think the technicians, if you hire someone with a spirit of service and a good quality hire, um, I, I would hope they're just working at a baseline speed and not necessarily, you know, purposely slacking off. So 
I really find as a technician, you're doing a good job if you have a happy customer. That's and right. Serve them well. You know, if your charge rate per hour a little lower, higher, it all kind of evens out. So um, we've done even percentage based where we've done, you know, base per hour and then a small percentage on produced work contingent on, um, you know, no callbacks for that week type of yep. thing. We ran, we, we did a program very similar to that in 2019 as well. And I mean, there's, there's, there's no wrong answer. You know, the only wrong answer is undervaluing your people. That's it. You know, to, to me, um, your tech, you should expect three to five years if you treat people well in this industry. And we, we average, you know, on the high side of that um, tenure, um, we hire young people. We, we, try to, we try to bring people in. Um, a lot of Texas start here as their first job. And then they're, they're assisting the large commercial crews on university projects and things like that. And then in their second year, we start to introduce them to the residential world. And by the time they leave after they're maybe graduated from university or, you know, moving on with their life, they've kind of developed over time this, this skill set that just makes them amazing brand ambassadors, you know, as they're as employees. So we like to reward on the things that we care about. And I think rewarding your techs for good reviews and good customer service is the personally, I think that's the biggest win-win you can do. Well, you're, you're really building an ascension plan too, Chris. Like, you know, you bring people through there. Like if I look at through university, I was doing a business degree. I always thought I'll just paint houses for the summer so I can pay for my degree. I'll graduate and get some corporate job where I got to go get some button up shirts. But like I'm now 12 years out or 10 years out. And it's never, it's never happened yet. And I hate, I hate dressing up. So I'm just like, I feel like life you don't always know where it can go but if you find the right company and learn from um you you could be training up your own school of entrepreneurs where they're technicians in kingston for two three seasons and then guess what you're planning our next franchise in brampton or wherever you end up you know through north america so i really feel like that could be the path for someone on day one you're we we built out our uh, our org chart for our location and we give it to the person on their first day of orientation. I run our orientation, uh, two hours of training, just about core values and welcome to the company. They see the org chart on the wall yeah. where they could go and the right person and their eyes light up. And my ops manager now was a technician with us two years ago and just been working with them, moving it up. And he's saying, I want the, you know, the branch manager role in time. So it's amazing when, you show the roadmap, the right people. It's just like a light bulb goes off. Like I'm, I'm working towards that. Let's get it. Exactly. And like, you know, to speak on that, um, two of our franchise owners started as base level technicians worked up, you know, my CMO who does all our marketing was a technician. I kind of said this earlier, but like, it can't be, it can't be understated the importance of developing people within your own company because nobody knows those values that, haven't you know you can't teach the frontline experience without putting somebody on the front lines and when nate you know made the decision to buy a franchise that was a really big point in his life where he went from having washed windows here for a couple of years to looking at a market and saying can i leverage these systems to be an entrepreneur myself and nate is in his second year um he's looking at adding his third truck on the road he's got a great fleet of employees and 
for me, like selfishly, that's the most validating thing in the world is like what I love most about my job is watching people win because, you know, speaking completely selfishly when they're winning, it means that I am right. <laughs> I mean, like from a bad, you know, like that's just the selfish point of view, but like this works. And when our franchise owners go out there and crush and it happens over and over and they become market leaders in their area, wow. it's not just because of luck. It's because the system works and it's super validating to watch people achieve their personal goals to, you know, through the system that we've developed here. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's kind of like you're living out the the book, The Dream Manager, right? And and I think for you, your business is over seven figures. You've been doing this for a while. You're like the money's there. Uh, I you're so tight on your numbers. The money's there for you personally. I think you hit a certain threshold, and it's you know you go live a good life. But beyond that, what really fills your tank is like, man, seeing a guy like Nate change his family tree through yeah. the elite system it, it's just I think there's no amount of money that replaces that feeling of like I've got it recreated this uh this leader in the company and changed someone's life so it's uh it's super cool um yeah. want to hit one more maybe two more questions I I uh, we're running good on top for a little bit good on time um another question I really get just if you can talk about for two minutes paid advertising I get people I'm getting going, you know, do I turn on my Google PPC, my Facebook ads? Like you've dominated this one area in, in, uh, in Kingston. Did you rely much on paid ads? Do you turn them on selectively? Just, just give us like the two minute overview on that before we wrap up. Yeah. So I, I love talking about advertising and marketing. It is, you know, it, it is the, the most fun and most frustrating part of becoming an entrepreneur and starting a business from scratch. Um, so from an advice standpoint, we use uh, PBC, uh, Facebook, it's building your brand. Facebook, don't expect conversions. That's where you build your brand. That's where you show people who you are. People don't go on Facebook to be sold. They go on Facebook to relax. So yes, you will get conversions through Facebook, but the more important thing that you can do on there is show people who you are. So when it's time to convert, they go, oh man, I saw this like smiling, happy company that were doing something neat and they just posted a video. So Facebook, we like to think is our evergreen, even if we're paying for it. It's not a direct call to action all the time. Uh, Google PPC is a must, in my opinion, especially if you're starting out, you got to get up, get aware. Uh, make sure your brand promise is loud and proud. Uh, make sure your brand promise. Ours is perfect windows, happy technicians, and delighted customers. We guarantee those three things. And so figure out what makes you special. And don't just put window cleaning services, Kingston. Put, I'm elite window cleaning, and we deliver perfect windows, happy technicians, and delighted customers. And then when you're at scale, um, the radio, radio works. Gets your message out to a ton of people. I, uh, I worked with uh, a consultant who beat me over the head telling me to do radio for a year. And I always thought that he was just dated and out to lunch and radio was dead and nobody listened to it. And I'm telling you, if you're a home services brand and you have the budget to do radio, that gets your message out to hundreds of thousands of people every single day over and over. And uh, it is not dead. I am living proof. <laughs> 
What, what's you guys' radio? It, my dad used to always listen to it, man. He'd drive me like two hours to our, like Ontario's so spread out. We'd yeah. get on a road trip every Saturday. We'd actually do a paper route in the morning at like 5 a.m. Then grab breakfast, jump in the car. I'd go to the soccer game. Me and my dad, he'd always, is it News 1130? Is that the one? Or yeah, what? That's, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the big ones. We, we I do. Traffic and weather on the ones and here yeah. Chris and Elite on the twos or whatever. Is that the good station or? or you, you know, know what? So we did a spatter pattern with it um, when we did the big launch across Ontario. And what I can say is, relatively consistent results across genres. So we thought the rock stations would do worse than the easy listening stations. We thought the country stations would do better than the news stations. Like, and what we found was it, there's no type of person that only exclusively listens to country music. There's a whole, whole lot of people that only exclusively listen to country music, but it's a, it's a broad spectrum. So when it comes to radio, it's about frequency and reach don't get hung up on the type of station. So if you're getting your message out for a good price to a ton of people, that's, that's where the best place for your ad to be. So um, yeah, for, from a marketing standpoint and nothing beats like, you know, guys crap on it all the time, but if you're starting your business and you go knock on somebody's door and you're genuine and you give your brand promise, you develop your pitch in the mirror over and over and over and you know, knocking on somebody's door and saying, Hey, do you want your windows cleaned or knocking on somebody's door presentable and saying, my name's Chris. I'm a new entrepreneur. My goal is to give people perfect windows, use happy technicians and leave delighted customers behind. That's such a different conversation and it disarms people. So if you're new and you're doing door to door, just really script it out and really go for, go for the swing for the fences every single time. Yeah. It is the quickest way to put points on the board. You know, I had the shyness. I was 20 and quite a shy kid. I had my shyness beat out of me through the student painting system. I, I calculated, I think I knocked on about 4,000 doors. Don't care, rain, shine, even in the snow, we, we would do it because that was our system we followed. And people turn their nose up to door knocking and say it doesn't work. And there's a reason it works. It's because it's not the funnest thing to be doing. And I highly recommend taking a friend across the street so you guys can kind of feed off each other's momentum. But um, yeah, yeah it's, we, we could chat all day, Chris. I'm going to, uh, we're, we're going to kind of bring the plane to a land here, but I did want to highlight you and the elite window cleaning brand. You know, we've got a lot of owner operators listening on the show. They're technicians. They did, you know, 61,000 last year. Now they're doing 64,000. And then next year, maybe they could do 85. Like, tell me who your avatar is for someone to join into the elite family and kind of what they would get because um, time is infinitely more precious than money. And I feel like when you invest in coaching or franchise or any sort of help, it's like you're at Disneyland and you're taking the fast pass because you want to get on, you want to get to the result quicker. So just talk as long as you want, man. Tell us about Elite and tell us if I'm listening, like who who's your ideal avatar to join the family. So I think you know I'll start with that that point. Our ideal person is somebody who wants to just make a change in their life. I'm somebody that is inspired by by growth, inspired by challenge. 
those are the people that when I'm working side by side with, I'm excited and I want them to succeed. And when they hit those wins, it's, it's an amazing feeling for everyone involved. So, you know, if you're struggling with your systems, I've been there. If you're struggling with your quotes at night and you're just running both ends of the candle, I've been there. So when we built the elite franchise system, the idea was we would build a franchise system around window cleaning technology, but the bigger part of the system was what we call the back office support. So when an elite franchisee comes into the system and you know we have made a really fair barrier of entry, I'll, I offer financing. We want good people and we try to remove all the barriers to get great people in. Um, but what they get is a back office support system that does all their quotes, all their scheduling, all their route mapping. I have a call center just on the other side of this wall behind me that is staffed with agents who work for all the franchises. So the numbers come into the call center, they're here in house, they build the schedules, they invoice the clients, they take all that extra work that an entrepreneur has to do off the table so that they can focus on the most important thing, which is growing their business and giving their customers amazing service. And what we've seen is, although the water fed's amazing, the magical element to elite is the support. So we've had people come in by franchises who have had, have had a go at it before. And what they say is, you know, it's not just the technology. The thing that I like most about this is when my day's done, I know that the, the back end of my business is taken care of. My appointments are scheduled. My appointments are route mapped to reduce windshield time. And all that's just happening as a part of the system. So for us, we build a system for window cleaners. And I love every time an existing window cleaner or somebody from the home services joins because they get it even more than, you know, average Joe off the street who's thinking about it. And if you're interested, if this has resonated for you in any way and you're listening, um, elitewindowcleaning.ca, uh, there's a franchising tab. You can reach out to our friend dev team on there. Uh, also, I'm on LinkedIn at Chris Stonis. And if, even if you're not interested in a franchise and you just got a question, hit me up. I'm, I'm available. And, uh, then, yeah. um, what, what's your email, Chris, uh, maybe say that too, and we'll put it in the show notes. Sure. Yeah. You can email me directly C H R I S at elite window And yeah, I'm just here to, to, to be on this crazy ride as this, this industry kind of comes into the 21st century. And I like to think that I'm helping usher it along. I like how, um, just real and authentic you are you know this is the first time we've we've chatted and it's like you're I can so tell your heart is not just slinging franchises you actually want like the right people and you want to really be their coach and and help them grow so I think yeah like on on that note like don't don't ever let your my, my philosophy is you don't ever let uh let your head get too big I introduce myself myself as a window cleaner when I meet somebody new and they ask me what I do I I don't say I'm a CEO of a national franchise system. I tell them I'm a window cleaner and I, uh, I, all, I think identifying as what I truly am is, is a superpower of, of mine in the space yeah. for sure. hundred percent. And tell us, um, we'll end with this, man. I love thinking big. Tell us like the vision where this thing's going. Do you have a number of locations you want? Maybe, I don't know how freely you can talk, but what cities are you going in? Is this going in the States as well? Australia, like where, what are you thinking here? 
So right now our goal is to focus on Canada because I, I love this country and I want to build a system where Canadians can thrive, especially coming out of COVID. We want to, you know, we've looked at pioneer programs where through the rest of 2021, anybody who buys an elite window cleaning franchise, we're giving them $12,000 of marketing money in their first year of business from us, no strings attached. And so like that, our goal is to bring entrepreneurs to every market in Canada and have them thrive. And so we're coast to coast right now looking for uh, franchise partners in, in any city. And uh, our aim is to have 50 uh, locations by 2025. Um, we get asked to go into the States quite frequently. Uh, we get franchise inquiries down the road. Um, that is definitely on our radar. But for right now, in this moment, um, I believe that uh, we would be doing a, a disservice to our fellow Canadians if we uh, if we went and turned our heads south right now. So if you're coast to coast, uh, we're looking for uh, amazing people to uh, to get on this crazy ride with us. That's awesome, man. I wouldn't be surprised if you end up in the States one day, but I do love the, I'm always telling people I talk to, you know, stay in your lane. Like, the yeah. oh roof cleaning you can get this what about this should i add this it's just like stay in your lane i think you're a walking testament to that you know you're you're taking over the world 98 dollars at a time <laughs> pretty pretty cool to see man that i think just when you have focus and intentionality behind what you're doing um it's so easy to look left and right with with uh social media and online and this and that but if you yeah. just stay in your lane. The other thing I love of your story, it really reminds me actually of my good friend, uh, Brandon, if he's listening in Kamloops, similar to you, man, young guy, bunch of crews, very on top of his business, but he's going in year 12, 13, 14 now or something. And we always say it takes 20 years to make an overnight success. I, I really want the listeners to caption or capture the thought of just this didn't happen for Chris uh, overnight, right? This is a this is a multi-season working oh, yeah. hard on this, and so um, I really want people to know that because every new day there's someone selling a new course or this or that, and take the elevator to the top. And even with Chris's support, my support, help, mentorship, you still need time on your side, and you got to put the work in. That's right. Yeah, there's no magic bullet. It is. Uh... You know, entrepreneurship is uh, is a lifestyle. It is something that it, you need to be possessed by it from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And if you are, and if you stay focused on your goal and you just listen, stress test, whatever it is, if you're getting into pressure washing or, you know, even, you know, roof cleaning, window cleaning, whatever it is, build your systems, make sure they work, and then don't let anybody tell you otherwise. As long as you know they work, you just stay on that track and uh, you know, you may end up developing a system that changes your industry for good. So good, man. Thank you so much. We'll end with, uh, I'd like to give you the floor maybe to leave one last piece of advice for our listener. I know it's hard to, there is no silver bullet, but uh, I'll let you kind of sing us out to the, uh, to the outro. So we'll, uh, we'll give you the floor to close us up. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, first of all, I got to say thank, thank you for having me. Um, I never, uh, I never 
lose sight of the gratitude that I have and the, the things that the window cleaning industry has brought to my, to my life personally and to the lives of the people around me. So um, thank you for having me. I'm flattered just to be, uh, just to be on this show. So um, when it comes to, you know, final note, uh, if, you're, if you're in business or you're looking at getting in business, if an elite franchise is for you, I would love to continue that conversation. If it's not, I am happy to support you in whatever you're doing. Um, I think the big piece of sage, uh, sage advice that I can offer is I came from nothing and was able through uh, some luck, some perseverance, and a ton of just attention to my own plan, I was able to achieve this. And there are days where you're out doing sales and it feels like your city shrunk all of a sudden and you don't know where to go. All you do is left, right, left, right, and just keep pressing because those hills and valleys come and they also go. So if you're a, a new entrepreneur, stick with your plan and uh, yeah, good luck out there. So good, man. You're either in a storm, you've come out of one or you're cruising for one. So <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get too comfortable any of those three we just said. Yeah, you got it. Well, thanks right on. Well, thank you, Chris. Really appreciate uh, your your gold nuggets. I'm sure we'll uh, link up again soon. And again, to the listeners, guys, uh, Chris is the real deal. I've got his email, his uh, his website in the show notes here. So hit him up because one common thing of people who've got success in this industry, uh, they're always reaching a hand down to level people up uh, as well. That That's typically what I found why they're successful is because they get around successful people and help the next people up. So uh, we'll, we'll leave it there, Chris. Thanks again. And uh, to you listeners, all the best uh, as you crush out your Friday and enjoy the weekend. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.